0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of a Ballspot, where our decks are not optimized, but are plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, welcome back to Season 11, Episode 2. It's Episode 102 overall. I'm very excited. We, uh, we spent all of like an hour and a half last week talking about uh, some of the planes that were... Where We get to visit, while playing Plane Chase, the new ones, the, the new March of the Machine doodads. Oh, yeah. We, we, uh, we're plane chasers, as Bruce called us last week. Yes. And uh, we're proud of it. This week, we're going to continue that journey, talk about eight more planes. I think we talked about nine last time. Talk about eight more this week, eight more next week.
1: We're so excited. We're so excited. We're so excited. I, we have all of your plane chase needs covered. It's true. Um, you need to hear about plane chase cards. You need to hear about you these You come ones. to us. Yeah. You come to us. Because um, we're your plane chasers.
0: If you need a refresher on what planes are, uh, go listen to last week's episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Or... I have also linked our previous plane chase talks, uh, but I want to just get right into it. Um, right. So I guess just a brief description. Planes are uh, things. They're, they're It's a, a tertiary product that just makes the game fun. Uh, each plane has a static ability or triggered ability uh, for when you go to or leave. Um, or sometimes at the beginning of... Anyway, it's got a thing. It's like an enchantment. It's got a uh, an ability, and then it's got uh, an activated ability when you roll chaos. You roll a die. It's got four blank sides. It's got a plane chase side. If you roll the plane chase side, your planes walk away. If you roll the chaos side, chaos ensues, and you read the thing out, and you do that thing.
1: Yes. And... If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you so much. But I strongly recommend you watch us on YouTube. Oh, thanks. Andy Andy is going to post all of these all of these cards up as we talk about them, so it'll be much easier for you to just sort of take a look at it, enjoy the art. Yes, my favorite and be able part to read the cards.
0: My favorite part of Plane Chase, well, one of my many favorite parts of Plane Chase, is the just like these cards are twice the size of a normal card. Yes. Uh, And the art is astounding. Uh, So you'll see it uh, when we talk about them. Uh, Just just enjoy the visuals.
1: Yes. If you have never seen a plane chase card live, it is about the size of two magic cards pushed right next to each other.
0: It's the size of a BFM.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It is the size of a BFM. (laughs) Um.
0: So we're going to jump right into it. The first right, one we're going it. to talk about today is Norn's Seed Core on the plane of New Phyrexia. Um, now, story-wise, I don't know if this is New Phyrexia as in Zelfir or New Phyrexia as in uh, Mirrodin. But here it is. It's Norn's Seed Core. Uh, it says, when you planeswalk to Norn's Seed Core, chaos ensues. So immediately when it, bam, goes right on the battlefield... It triggers its own chaos ability. Whenever chaos ensues, reveal cards from the top of your Planar deck until you reveal a plane card. Uh, this is in comparison to a Phenomenon card, which we're not going to talk about here because there's no new ones. Planeswalk to it, except don't planeswalk away from any plane. Put the rest of the revealed cards on the bottom of your Planar deck in any order. This, this is nuts. Uh... Basically what this says is that you are simultaneously on every plane that comes up until you planeswalk away.
1: Right. So, you planeswalk here, you immediately go, immediately immediately planeswalk to a second plane. Mm-hmm. So, that just means that when you're on two planes, when you're on these two planes, whenever, when you roll chaos, or whenever chaos ensues... You're going to do what it says on that card, Yeah. and then you're going to do what it says on Norn Seed Core, which means you're going to go to a third plane. Now, if you roll Planeswalk, they're all gone. Mm. You go to a new plane, these all leave. These so, all go right to the bottom. <laughs> right. So, sometimes this one is just going to go away immediately. Mm. You're going to be on two planes, somebody's going to Planeswalk, and then you're gone. But, man, I'm going to enjoy the ride. What's Cause.
0: great about this, too, is, like, with, with uh, the, new, the new mechanic of the, on that one cycle of cards of Will of the Planeswalker, yeah. you get to choose whether you planeswalk. Or when it enters the battlefield, you either planeswalk or chaos ensues, and, like, it's like a table thing. But yeah. if you always choose chaos, it just just keeps flickering. Oh, gosh. You just get on so many planes, and then you just get all those effects. I'm so excited about this card. Oh, yeah. It um, It's just going to create just muddied mess of time, and that's it. That You're just going to have a longer game, period. Or you're going to have a much shorter game.
1: Right. So, folks... We're already in crazy town here with, with this plane. So I'm going to, of course, bring it to the next one. There is a new, there is a, a Beeble in the latest unset. And I, <laughs> cannot the, I cannot remember the Beeble's name. However, the Beeble basically says, whenever an opponent rolls a die, they roll two dice. And you choose the die roll, not them. So doesn't say anything about a plane or die. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have my opponents rolling two planar or die. And I'm just going to choose chaos every time I can. <laughs> and if we have a chance to planeswalk away or do nothing, we're going to do nothing. Because we're going to stick with this for as long as I can. In other words, until somebody rolls plane chase twice. Yeah. I'll take that I... one in 36 chance. Yeah. And uh, away we go. Um but i i i know that's that's crazy 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 town but
0: i mean it's hard to not you know go to crazy town with this with this plane um oh yeah and so like to think about it realistically um it's going to get wild like that's that's just a matter of fact um there's not much more you can say about mm-hmm. it other than this is going to do
1: things you can't predict um right and the best part about about dice there's a one in six chance that you're going to planeswalk, walk there's a one in six chance that you're gonna in, that chaos will ensue and you end up on two planes now if you happen to end up on two planes because chaos did ensue, dice don't remember that and think mm-hmm. oh now the odds are in favor of rolling plane chase no, no. The next roll, it's still 1 in 6th for Planeswalk and <laughs> 1 in six for Chaos. So, I'm just saying, it's always even odds that you're going to Planeswalk or ensue more Chaos. So, let's hope for Chaos. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this is insane. I would love to be on multiple planes.
0: Yeah. Um, what I like about this more than the phenomenon Spatial Merging is that this does do more sp- spatial merge and you just go to two different ones and, yes. and then that's it. But this keeps the chaos ability of when you roll chaos, you add another one. Uh, right. And it's, it's it's just the logical conclusion of that and it's
1: wonderful. So Right. I will say it says reveal cards from the top of your plane or deck until you reveal a plane. Now, Andy mentioned Phenomenons before. Phenomenon is another type of card that goes in the planar deck. They're essentially like flipping an instant. Yeah. And something happens and then you immediately go on to the next one. This just says you're skipping those Phenomenons. So realistically, for most of us, if you're not running the Phenomenons in your, in your deck or in your planar deck, you're just flipping the next card and going there. This is, this is basic, easy, straightforward stuff. Uh, but they adjusted the wording a little just because phenomenons do exist.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, So next up, uh, we have Nyx on the plane of Theros. It says Mm -hmm. non-token creatures are enchantments in addition to their other types. And then it has constellation, which uh, is like landfall, but for enchantments. So whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Which, sure, fine, okay, whatever chaos whenever chaos ensues choose a color add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion of that color so devotion for those who don't know you look at all the the mana costs of your cards you count the pips just in the 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 casting cost uh and that's your devotion right yeah cool uh this this seems, of of the ones that we've looked at so far, of the 11 or so that we've looked at mm. so far, this one seems both very flavorful, but the most messy. So, like, it does a lot of the Theros things in terms of enchantment creatures, in terms of, obviously, constellation. And then that chaos ability is just uh, Nyxos. Shrine Stry- to th- Nyx? Is that what it's called? Nick Nixthos Shrine to Nyx is a legendary land. Tap it to add colorless mana, or two and tap. Choose a color. Add to your mana pool the yeah. amount of mana to that uh, of that color, equal to the devotion of that color. Uh so yeah, it so like flavorfully it does the Theros things, but unlike other the other planes that we've looked at, the the chaos ability and the static ability don't like interact really at all um we were talking last episode about how they've been doing a really good job with the the like the structure of these where like either the static ability uh and wanting to get away will convince you to roll or the chaos ability will convince you to roll uh yeah i mean the uh chaos ability definitely will convince you to roll if you've got a lot yeah. of permanence especially definitely. if you're like lower in number of colors of your deck i mean i'm a one two three mana uh, one two three color kind of guy uh so i mean this is this is cool it's just a cool plane it's full of value
1: it's about it yeah i think the life gain is is small enough yeah. that only they're There is a very select number of decks that are really where the life gain pays off for this. So, yeah, I think you want to be rolling every time. Um, Of course, when I saw this, the first card I thought of, Bane of Progress. (laughs) Because, you know, then not only do you get all the artifacts and enchantments, you're also getting all of the creatures. And it says non token creatures. Yeah. So, if you're running a token deck, uh, your, your bane of progress now admittedly the bane of progress I believe will die along with all the rest of them because it is also an enchantment creature mm. so you're not going to get to have that big huge creature at the end of it but you are wiping the board pretty significantly mm.
0: see what you need so. is it in conjunction with like something that makes token copies like reflections of Lit Jara and then you just have the copy stay because it's a token. Ah, ah. Oh. These are the, the, oh, the convoluted plans.
1: But that's virtually an impossibility. It could almost never happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you'll immediately lose the reflection. But you know what? Uh, I I do like how this is set up so that the Constellation is helped out by the other part of the static ability so like any of your non-token creatures are going to gain you a single life each yeah um this it it wouldn't be so bad to be stuck here is the thing um yeah and the chaos ability is just fine like it's good it's good if you can take advantage of it but like there are definitely going to be times where you're going to forget to roll or something and it's not going to feel so bad as some other planes that we've seen
1: um right i could definitely forget, i could know. definitely like this i like this uh the the static ability in the early game because you're going to be playing more creatures uh you tend to play smaller creatures because they're still relevant at that point um so you're going to be gaining a tiny bit of life early on um, but later on and early on when you roll chaos you're just going to be disappointed i mean you know it's going to give you two mana mm. it's like okay you know that's fine that's fine but you know it's only the two mana you really you really will be wanting to pay attention to um you know when you're planning to cast stuff and then i roll, do like roll for roll for chaos then
0: yeah so I do like how this does make cards like Kasali Pride Mage just a little bit more flexible. It turns mm-hmm. destroy target artifact or enchantment into yes. artich- artifact enchantment or non token creature. Yeah. Uh, because they're now enchantments. It's great. Right. No, sounds great. Uh, you want to read the next one? Because yes. it's your favorite.
1: Poliano, baby! Hey, we made it! We're back to the land of conspiracy. So mm-hmm. Poliano is on the plane of Fiora, and if you are not aware, this is where all of the conspiracy sets are based. Um, all two of them. Yeah. Well, I, so far. Right. So far, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As of recording. Yeah. As of probably as of release. I hold out hope. I love. I love conspiracy. I love the set. I love the location. Everything about it is just amazing. We love a. We love a multiplayer draft format. absolutely in In case you're wondering the monarch came out of a conspiracy set not surprising here we go Uh, when one or more creatures you control deals combat damage to a player if there is no monarch you become the monarch um so basically it brings monarch to the table yeah and the first person who swings and does combat damage boom there you go. You've got uh, now the monarchs on the table. And, of course, the monarch doesn't leave when we when we to walk away. Mm-hmm. So um, it's always going to be there. And, yeah. Oh, I love this. Love it. The chaos is whenever chaos ensues, create a 1-1 black assassin creature token with death touch and haste. I feel and like I've heard you... that
0: before. Yes.
1: And for those of you who are mm-hmm. wondering, um, what was it? Queen Marchesa. Uh, when she is not the Monarch, or when it comes to your upkeep, if, she, if you are not the Monarch, she makes a 1-1 Black Assassin creature token with Death Touch and Haste. Yeah. Which generally makes it pretty easy for you to become the Monarch again, because nobody wants to block that. Mm. Um, so, but, yeah. Uh, oh yeah.
0: So this, this has nice synergy within, it, within itself, um, mostly because it's already based on a card. Like, it's based right. on Queen Marchesa. Um, yeah. Queen Marchesa, you become the monarch when it enters. I don't know why this isn't when you planeswalk here, you become the monarch, other than, like, that's just inherent card value to the person who planeswalks here. Like, you have to still put in the effort to right. become the monarch rather than just luck into it. Um, but, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean... In in theory, it also means that maybe there's a reason not to roll the die. Mm. You could so also if, uh,
0: be the bane of the table and planes walk away before any, anybody becomes the monarch.
1: Right. So maybe that's the reason not to roll right away. Although, honestly, if you swing and you don't do damage, mm. then you really want to roll. Because yeah. you want to get that 1-1 one, one black assassin creature token. Or you want to get out. There's yeah. There's no reason to stay at that point because... The idea that you're going to go all the way around the table and no one's going to do combat damage—wow, that's a pretty tall ask. So, um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't see why. If you didn't get the monarch, you want to roll, you want out. So, well, I don't remember what our
0: prediction was, but we definitely had a prediction that we'd come to uh, Fiora with the new plane chase, and look at us now—boom, boom, boom—did boom. Boom. it.
1: Yep. Um, no, and I'm glad they took the opportunity to to, to include the monarch in this. I think it's uh, you and I have talked about the monarch before on other shows, and we both love it. It's a great way to add some more card draw into the game and encourage players to swing. So yeah. take that uh, have, that
0: game action and yeah. make the make the game progress. Sure. Make, um, uh, and make your combat count. Yeah, and you know, if all else fails, it's hopefully making you a creature to do so right Uh, up next we we head to a plane that we've never been to before dominaria uh with uh we we go to a little little place called riptide island Mm -hmm. when you planeswalk to riptide island and at the beginning of your upkeep create two one one colorless sliver creature tokens uh chaos whenever chaos ensues slivers you control gain haste and get plus x plus x until end of turn where x is the number of slivers you control oof this this gets more and more crazy the longer it stays um because people everybody will be getting slivers somebody's bound to hit chaos and if not then everybody just has some one ones that they can block with which actually will halt progress in the game, mm-hmm. uh, unless they hit chaos. It's it's fine. Um, I don't know. Like unless you're the slivers player, it's fine. If you're the slivers player,
1: this is nuts. Right. So uh, go ahead. I like the use of Riptide Island because that is the laboratory where they were first studied, and the idea and. And as I remember the storyline, essentially the slivers overwhelm the laboratory. So it just Mm -hmm. ends up being deserted and it's covered in, and and that's where the slivers are. My issue with this card is that it says slivers you control. It shouldn't say slivers you control. It should say all slivers. They're slivers. It should be, it should be all slivers. And I know that that wasn't the case the last time slivers came out. And I think that was wrong. Hmm. Um, the whole point of slivers is that they all get the benefit. Not just the ones you control. Why is it yeah, the ones you control? Yeah, it's a hive control? mind. Yeah. It's a hive mind. So why is it that, what, you control the hive mind? I, I, I don't I don't like that. But having said that, hey, on every upkeep we're adding two 1-1 creatures and they may very well, you know, get rather big. So In reality, I think that the biggest they're ever going to get, though, is maybe... four plus four okay how many times around is this going to go um i think well i guess it'll depend on how quickly people want to leave yeah thing to also
0: keep in mind is any of your uh changelings so like mirror entity count to slivers just keep that in mind yep um so this versus gold meadow Gold Meadow, when a land enters the battlefield, you create three zero one white goat creatures. And when you roll chaos, you get a goat. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? Riptide Island.
1: Of course you do. Yeah. The problem with Gold Meadow is it creates zero one creatures. So zero one creatures are either there to chump block or to be sacrificed. A one one creature can swing. And these ones even have the chaos ability that makes them much bigger, so they can swing and hit harder. I mean, if you can, if you can get four, I'm not going to assume that it's going to go around the board all that that many times. But say you get four, four slivers and a chaos roll means you've got four, four, four creatures. And that's real damage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure. And who cares? You swing in with them because the next turn they're four one ones and they're going to get wiped out by, you know. a card that gives all creatures minus one. Right. Um, So I like the upside to that. The problem with Gold Meadow is the upside is it bogs the game down (laughs) to the point where nobody swings because what's the point? What am I going to do? I'm just going to swing into a bunch of of sheep. Or sorry, a bunch of goats. Yeah, how dare you. And nothing is going to happen. Yeah, how dare me. Sheep at least are 1-1s. Ooh. Um no, I I people like Gold Meadow and I get it. Honestly, I like the art and it creates a situation where where it encourages long games. Yeah. Because and it I, ties the board up, but
0: I think uh, you know, John uh in our player group and I yeah. both are huge fans of Gold Meadow. And I think yeah. that it's because both of us play a fair amount of sacrifice synergies. Sure. So it's just free resource. Uh I think Even though you're only getting two rather than a potential four in a turn. Right. um, And there's no way to like up that number. I think I would still probably prefer Riptide Island. uh, If for the reasons that you said. You can attack with these, which is huge. Uh, You can chip in. You can get the Monarch. um, You can play around with the initiative. Like there's there's so much more utility with a 1-1. And there's still free sacrifice fodder. So. Right.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if you're just looking for the sack outlet then yeah, gold medal makes more sense. But, yeah. Um, I, like, I like I like more options, and this one offers more options.
0: Yeah. Can you believe that we've already been through four? We're timing it just perfectly here. Wonderful. We're going to go to break. We're yeah. going to come back with four more. Uh, yes. Our next one is a pretty cool one. I can't wait to talk about it we'll see you on the other side of the break we'll be right back yeah this episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Strixhaven would you like to learn from an owl would you like to learn from an element would you like to learn from a man Strixhaven, it's not the name of the
1: plane. You missed the elephants.
0: Would you like to learn from an elephant? Hey, we're back. Hey! Welcome to part two of this fine, fine episode. Ding, ding. We're talking, what? I said ding, ding, let's roll. Oh, yeah. We're talking about planes in the new plane chase stuff from the Commander product of March of the Machine.
1: Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Wizards of the Coast.
0: <laughs> Not if this episode,
1: some, the product is. <laughs> if I needed a reason to buy the Commander decks, this is the reason. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. So I think the decks each have 10 total?
1: No. I believe so. And
0: five okay. of them... There's some each. reprints and there's some new. Yeah. Five of them each are new. Five are reprints. Um, up next, we're in Strixhaven on the plane of Archavios. Um I hope we end up going back here sometime because I'd love to know what else is on this plane other than a single school. I don't know if Arcavios has other schools and, like, it's just schools... Uh and I'm sure some some Vorthos person can tell me. Uh, I'm sure that it's already been stated, but uh, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about this plane as if this plane is Drixhaven. And it's not. Nope. I um, wonder if there's another
1: school. Like, you know, do they have
0: an interschool rivalry? Hmm. Do they do sports? Do they Who knows? Steal each other's mascots. Um Nice. This is also another one that we had talked about in our Plane Chase Prediction episode. Uh, And I think this may be the static ability that I wanted. This static ability is instant and sorcery spells players cast have demonstrate. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, they may copy it. If they do, they choose an opponent to also copy it. Players may choose new targets for their copies. This is fantastic. I love this because I love copying spells. And I love helping, or, you know, making it seem like my copying spells isn't so bad because somebody else gets one as well. Um, Demonstrate is a fantastic uh, mechanic that I just want so much more of. Um, Yeah, and then the chaos ability. The chaos ability is whenever chaos ensues, return up to one target instant or sorcery from a grave, a graveyard. To its owner's hand. Right. So uh, this is worded this way to mm-hmm. garner table talk, to garner politics, uh, so that you can be, be like, hey, your... if you pull that out of your graveyard and demonstrate it to me, uh, pick me. You know? Me. Uh, yeah. I love it. Especially where it's just like you like the opponent's copy resolves first. First and foremost, opponent gets it, and then your two copies resolve. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, your Love copy this. and your your original. Fact or fiction, baby? Ooh, fact yeah. or fiction? And then you were both going to target each other, and you're both going to do five O's. Yeah. Of course, of course you, get months, you get a you get a second one. Um. So who knows? But yeah. Um, the interesting part I see with this plane is I can see that there's a lot of decks that will never roll. Like this is this is too for a deck that's loaded with instants and sorceries. You just yeah. you know getting get yes getting one out of the graveyard would be great, but that's a risk. And yeah, man, considering what you're getting, no, you just don't take that risk. I you just don't do it. You just stop rolling. I can see this being one of these planes where you're at for a long time because there's, you know, two people on the table who are both playing creature-based decks, and they're getting hammered by these other, guy, the other guys. <laughs> so I can see those two rolling like crazy and spending a lot of mana to try and get the hell away from here. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I this is definitely going to... Um, there are some decks that are just going to be looking at this and saying, no, I'm never going to roll. Yeah. In
0: my, like in most of my spell slinger decks, I already have ways to copy spells. So like if I'm being actively harangued by another spell slinging player, um, I think I would be incentivized to roll just because like, I like, it's not as much of a, a bonus, but like, I love, I love this mechanic. Like I said, because it involves the table. Um, I am absolutely a person who would be less likely to roll to get out of here because uh, along with a lot of spell singing decks, like, there are ways to get things back from the graveyard regardless of this chaos ability. Um, And, you know, like, generally you're ready to not pull things out. What I like about this chaos ability more than, say, like, Lear, Lear gives your instance and sorceries flashback. Flashback exiles the card at the end of, uh, when it resolves. Or, I guess, it doesn't yeah. resolve. Um, this just puts it back in your hand, and then it will go to graveyard again. So you can get into that loop if you end up getting chaos a bunch. Right. But, you know, that's going to cost. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's silly fun is what I see out of this. Uh, uh-huh. It could very well be broken and uh, mishandled. I think is uh, a proper <laughs> is a is a is a way to quietly put down uh, people who would tend to break this card. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it could be silly in very casual groups, while
1: absurd in groups that would abuse it right and this is all again demonstrate by itself is like this so if you're on a plane uh, this is one of those planes where if you are the threat even if you've got an instant an instant or sorcery deck you might want to get off of this plane um mm. because your opponents are just going to be giving those spells to to each other yeah so if you've got you know all my creatures uh, get indestructible until the end of the turn. Well, now suddenly the other guy also gets this. You know, it just there's there's so many uh, so many options when you're essentially working a three on one game. Uh, you really don't want your opponents to be demonstrating their their prowess with their with the other with the other people in there, essentially on their team. So, but uh, yeah, no, I. Yeah, this looks like a fun one. Um, but yeah, maybe you need to get off of this thing as fast as possible or maybe <laughs> stay here forever. So, um, Andy, I want to read the next one. Please do. The next one is called Ten Wizards Mountain. We're on the plane of Shenmang. Yeah. So, the static ability whenever you roll the plane or die, put a plus and plus one counter on up to one target creature. Now, mm. it doesn't have to be your creature, it can be any creature. Um, and it's whenever you roll the plane or die. Not when you planeswalk, not, not when chaos ensues, every time. So you're getting a free plus one, plus one counter to put on a creature every turn. And if you want to pay one, you get another one. And if you want to pay two, you get another one. And if you want to pay three, you get another one. Unless, of course, your planeswalk away. But even if your plane's walking away, you're still going to get that. Even yeah. on the planeswalk roll, because you've rolled the planer die. So, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, the chaos, whenever chaos ensues, creatures you control gain flying until the end of the turn. Uh, with Strixhaven, we talked about how if your deck is built a certain way, you're never going to want to roll. Because the ability is so good. With this one, you're just going to roll. Every single time. There's no reason not to. Um, you want to roll as much as you can to get the plus and plus encounters. If you hit the Chaos, even better. Now I've got a creature that, uh, where my creatures are all flying and one of them just got a plus one, plus one counter. Um, no reason not to roll. And on top of that, if your deck isn't a creature deck, you want to roll to get out of here. Yeah. So everybody is going to be rolling a lot all the time. So don't expect to stick around very long <clears> here. <throat> but uh, uh, when you get the chance, roll, roll a lot.
0: Um, so, yeah, no, and I if always... you don't have any creatures uh, this does say up to one so yeah. you don't have to put it like if it just said one you'd Agreed. have to put it on somebody's creature but yeah. uh, so there's that um, now my first instinct was that beeble that you were talking about earlier yes. or uh, you know say you're playing your Buzz Bark deck and you've got Clark's other thumb Yeah. You roll two planar dice do you get two pl- plus one plus one counters? I can't remember if it's. I would think so, because you're rolling I the planar die twice. think so. Because I know in you're some you're just situations ignoring the result. But you did tr- do the yeah. roll. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I can't remember if some of them say ignore the result, and I thought some of them said ignore the roll. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Um, in any event, that's there, yeah. Yeah. So uh,
0: these these. What are they called? Abilities? <laughs> don't know why i'm having a trouble having trouble with those words uh are reflective of the two characters that we know from this plane mu yenling uh and Jin yangu both uh were from the m20 set the core set 2020 sure. uh as well like i think that was their second printing uh as characters mm-hmm. um Jin yangu gives things plus one plus one counters mu yenling uh makes things fly which makes sense. We see yep. that clearly
1: here. Well represented on this on this particular plane uh, card. So
0: yeah, it's uh, it seems like a like ten wizards mountain 2 is like a very interesting name uh, that makes me excited to see this plane possibly. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we've got two more for you.
1: The next All one right.
0: is the Caldaya. From Capenna. The plane is Capenna, the city is New Capenna. Remember that. Uh, Creature spells you cast from your hand have Blitz 3. Blitz is if you cast a spell for its Blitz blitz cost, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. So it's going to be dying at the end of turn anyway. So the idea is that you put it down, it has haste, it attacks. And then if it dies in combat, great, you draw a card. Or at the end of turn, you sacrifice it, and it dies, and you draw a card. Uh, Right. So that's all creature spells, that's great. Uh, And then your chaos ability is whenever chaos ensues, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, thus completing the cycle. Um, It's nifty, it's flavorful. Um, Blitz three is a little busted. Um, I'm surprised it's not like your blitz cost is equal to your something, yeah, like equal to the mana value minus two or something, like you're like a foretell type thing where it's this, the same number or slightly different. Blitz three has a lot of baggage. Um, say you play an Ulamog for three mana, mm-hmm. you still cast it. Yes. So you get the cast trigger and yes. then you attack with it, and it's turn three. It may be turn two. Right. Uh, and and then you get to you draw sacrifice. a card to
1: replace it at the end of the turn.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. you know, with this specific example, you sacrifice it, you draw the card, it gets shuffled back into your library. Uh, and it gets shuffled before you draw, so who knows? Maybe you drew it again. Something else to keep in mind?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the cre- if the creature is bounced back to your hand, it doesn't die, mm, so it doesn't get sacrificed. So you can get into the battlefield triggers on your creature for three mana per activation. So yeah. three mana, bounce it, play it again for three more mana, and you're getting double the active, and you're getting double the into the battlefield triggers. Yeah, and with three being the blitz cost. As commander, folks, I mean, I, there's going to be plenty of times when you can blitz out two creatures at once, mm. or three creatures. Uh, I mean, three be, three massive beaters coming out all at once, and swinging all at once. That's just out of nowhere. You can't, you don't defend against that kind of thing.
0: You know, what makes me what may, this makes me think of. What's that? Emil.
1: Because you're going to blitz out a creature. Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to hit somebody. And then before you sacrifice it, or even with it on the stack, you're going to flicker that creature. Yeah. Or blink it. Whichever one. Yeah. And then it's going to come back. It's not going to be the same creature. Right. And you get to keep it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yep.
0: This this is extreme seems like a lot of fun this is like a definitely a more powerful plane uh i think what balances it is that people generally are going to be uh having like it's an even playing field if it stays around right um otherwise one person is gonna go off and then either game over or
1: (laughs) they're gonna have a significant lead it's funny, I was going to say that this is a lot like the Strixhaven Plane, that once you're here, if it works for your deck, you're never going to want to leave. The mm. problem is, it only works for your deck if you've got a ton of card draw. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean... The deck does offer that, because yeah, obviously when, when they get sacked, you get, you get to draw a card to replace it. But my thing is, the only reason you want to stay is if you're casting out like two of them at a time... Right. And you still have more to come.
0: Mm.
1: So you want to be able to do it again on your next turn. Otherwise, you're looking at this, look. you know, you draw the, the cards from the creatures that you blitzed in that turn, and it turns out for the next turn, you've got one creature, and honestly, it only costs four mana. Do you really want the Kaldaya staying on, staying on the battlefield for a full round so everybody else can get their chance to blitz? I I don't. <laughs> hmm. That that sounds like a dangerous thing. So I can see people getting very excited when they're here and then trying to get the hell off of here as soon yeah. as they've, you know, used up the used up the cards.
0: It is definitely a plane that you uh would just want to roll second main phase. Get your attack out of the way. Yeah. Um Roll second main phase so that you can either get stuff out of your graveyard or leave before anybody else gets a chance. Yeah. Um, but other than that, broken, wild. Uh, oh
1: yeah, uh, this will be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, it will let you do what you want to do with your deck. Is the excellent thing. Um, we got one more. Oh uh,
1: boy! Read this one. You bet. The fertile lands of Salvinia on the plain of Antausa, Antasia. Sure. That is an eye, right? Not an eye. Yep. I. Okay. Yep. Whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of any type that land produced. Okay. Yep. Yep. Not, not any type of mana that it could produce, but did produce. So if you're tapping it, if you're tapping your dual red green land and you tap it for green you get another green so and on the next turn if it's still out there and you tap it for red you can get a red but you get the same as before Mm. there's some some of the other options make it uh the way they read you can get either option but um so i guess that's a minor limiter but honestly you're getting double the mana who cares Mm. this is awesome um for chaos, whenever chaos ensues, reveal cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal a plane card. Chaos ensues on that plane. Then, put all cards revealed this way on the bottom of your planar deck in any order. Ooh, boy. <laughs> um, I can see a lot of games coming to a complete standstill on this plane. Mm. most players are going to want to stay and get the double mana because the chaos is who knows what yeah it's it's chaos from another plane you have no idea what what that chaos is going to be so
0: (laughs) it's it's going to be all your slivers get plus x plus x and haste
1: right right (laughs) so i don't have any so so why would i roll the only yeah. reason to roll is to get off the plane. And the only way reason you'd want to leave the plane is because you're the one who has three lands and everybody else has seven. Right. That would be the only reason you'd want to leave. Um, and honestly, even then, you want to use your six mana up and then leave. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, love the, I love it. And I think I'm one of those people who is just going to not roll because we're it's exactly much more predictable. where I want to be. Yeah. Well, it's where you want to be. And if everybody is doubling their mana and you've got practically the same number of lands as everybody else, all this does is says, you're dropping the game into overdrive. Let's go. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I think I, I don't know that I take my chance. This is or another one. Or die.
0: Yeah, this is another one where you want to make sure that you have plenty of card draw, because you will be playing everything in your hand. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it it's nice art. I like the abilities. I even like the chaos one enough. Yep. I guess like it it does the chaotic things. Like if you're like far behind or bored mm-hmm. or just want to see somebody squirm, or right screw somebody over yeah. to like, you know, you're the only one who got the double mana, then great. Yeah. Right. Roll.
1: Um, so if you happen to be playing a game where you each have your own planar deck. Yeah. Um, I can see other people wanting to leave then because uh, they're not sure. And I can see why you would want to roll in that situation. Because if you roll chaos... You're flipping cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal a plane, the chaos ensues, and then those cards go on the bottom of your planar deck in any order. Now, if I remember correctly, your planar deck only needs to be 10 cards. Mm. So if you flip and you get a plane, a phenomenon and another plane, hit the chaos, and then you get to decide the order when it goes on the bottom. Um, With only 10 cards in your deck... If you are particularly adept at planeswalking, <laughs> you may very well want like the idea of ordering the bottom of your library. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's a that's a very corner case because almost no one plays with a with their own planar deck, and even there, it only really works if you're running a lot of phenomenons. And there's a limit <laughs> to the number of phenomenon you're allowed to run in your own planar deck. So. Yeah. Oh, she. Yeah. No. Love this thing, uh, love the art. Yeah, really like the art. Um, Very nice. That's
0: eight more planes for you, and we got Boom! eight more coming at you next week. Um, so make sure you stick around for that. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. We're gonna get through all of the thes.
1: uh Oh yes, we from, just started from, into the thes.
0: Yeah, we're we're two into uh one two three four five six seven. Seven thus, we're gonna go all the way to V, which is the end. Uh so uh make sure you stick around. It's gonna be great. Love plane chase. Can't speak highly enough of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I sound real excited, don't I?
1: Uh <laughs> we all need a little more chaos in our lives. Yes. Especially in our magic games, and planes cha- plane chase cards do that yes it honestly i think what
0: i like most about plane chase is that it creates a bonding experience because you're all going through it
1: yep um don't try to break these right that's why i keep the misery planes in the in the deck yes yes they're not fun like some of them are just bad and annoying to be at but you're all in it yeah everybody's going through the same thing so
0: yeah so we'll be back next week with my favorite plane. And more. See you then. Or Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you so much for watching or listening or however you're taking us in. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend. though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!